Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. Hello. Hello. What is up? How are you? How are you? I am fine. Okay. <laughs> we're back Good. at we're back at it again. Back at it again. I don't know what yeah. Yeah. Um, we're we're back with another case. <laughs> we're back. Is anyone surprised? We're saying we're back like we just like left for months or something. No, I just you know, we're just we're back from last week. We're back. Live live on the air. <laughs> Live from New York. It's <laughs> Saturday, Saturday night. night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, yeah. I don't think I have updates. <laughs> I was just gonna say, do we, do we have anything? I don't think I have updates. This is what J- January or potentially the first week of February. No, I think this is still January. I think it's still January. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is coming up. Yeah. No, it's definitely still January. Yeah. So you know, it's like depending on where you are in the world. It's like probably like some dreary weather, at least where yeah. we are. It's probably going to be gross. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So we're recording this in December. Mm-hmm. So the week that this is coming out, my ass is either doing one of two things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tanning in Florida or oh. sitting on my couch snuggled with Oscar. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, yeah. You could yeah. be experiencing some good weather. It's, po- it's There's a possibility. There's a possibility of it. There's a possibility. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can manifest. (laughs) (laughs) I could. That was that was particularly funny. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But either way, I will. I will be here and probably like salting my fucking yeah driveway (laughs) every two seconds. (laughs) Becky pulled up today, and I was like, "Wait, wait! I gotta get the salt. Don't move." It was like all like the front step of our porch was like all covered in ice. It just looked like just it was a skating rink, honestly. Just it's nice too when it's just like right at the edge of the step there's just like a yeah. nice strip of yeah. black ice of impending just, doom yeah. <laughs> like, just waiting for just someone to just fall and like plotting. crack their spine on it <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> honestly yeah well like i said to you at least they're not plastic stairs because like you've seen our stairs yeah your stairs they're, are they're, they're slippery. slippery as fuck even even on like a hot sunny day they're slippery <laughs> and like so since the big major storm we had the other day drew has fallen four times oh my gosh what <laughs> four times <laughs> is he okay is He's he in a body fine. cast no honestly here this is the thing drew i know you're listening obviously because you're editing this episode but like <laughs> he is so fucking careless <laughs> like <laughs> when you watch me go down the stairs it's like watching a 95 year old that has had four hip replacements <laughs> yeah. go down the stairs but when you watch him it's like watching like like a kid run free for the first time ever <laughs> he'll go at it oh like full gosh. speed he sometimes he'll just cover his eyes and run so when he falls i'm kind of just like yeah you're running though <laughs> like on, oh my on gosh icy plastic yeah i so, i almost had fine. <laughs> i almost had an incident the other day but it was such a close call but it's because like i don't know if you had the same weather in newmarket i think yeah. it was um was it thursday it what day is it today? It's Monday. Today's, Today's Monday. Monday. Yes, it was Thursday. <laughs> it was like Thursday because I'm like, it was the end of the week last week and it was raining here. It was like, mm. it was like negative two degrees, but it was raining. So, you know, when it's like that sweet spot of like cold, but warm enough that it's yeah. raining, but cold enough that it's freezing over. So yeah. I was driving Luke to work in the morning and I think we were just running behind or whatever. And so I was like, I'm going to go out and start the car. And I like flung the door open and like almost like ran outside, like just leapt outside. And it was like one of those days where everything is covered in like a thin layer of ice that's wet because it's raining on top of it. Oh, that's actually the worst. Yeah. Because then it's It's, like, it's like you're going to hydroplane, but on ice. Yes. Yeah. With your feet. (laughs) And there's like no escape because everything's covered in Like, you know, when like the trees, like every branch is like covered in ice. It was like one of those days. It's just like a layer. And because it was the morning, again, it was cold enough that it was all frozen and I was fine. But then I had to go to my 
parents' house and my mom and I were leaving somewhere and like everyone's everyone's driveway kind of like slants downwards, right? Yeah. So my dad had come out because he was like, I'm just going to salt the driveway because he's like, your mom is going to like die. <laughs> like <laughs> If anyone's going to hurt themselves, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we're like walking to my car, which was parked on the street and like my dad had salted a bit, but like it was still just like, it was still slippery. And so I'm like holding her arm like LinkedIn. We're like shuffling Screaming. our feet just like a <laughs> little bit at a time. I'm trying to hold on to the car, but the car that was parked in the driveway was also, you know, when it's like all covered yeah. in a, like a layer of ice. When you have to like chip away just to get it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, gosh, this isn't going to help me. I'm going to like d- slip, slip on, on ice, ice, grab onto ice, and then <laughs> off. Just dead. That's yeah. all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Just one of those days. Just one of those days. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. So basically just like don't come to Haley's house or my house because it's just ice and snow everywhere and you're going to hurt yourself. Don't come up. Don't like come... Just to this area of the world in at this time. Unless you're like even if you yeah. were like a big like winter sports person, like don't <laughs> yeah. don't come to southwestern Ontario. Go no. to like Whistler or yeah. something. Like there's definitely nicer snowy places. Oh absolutely. Definitely. Oh, for sure. Blue Mountain or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Don't come to like No. No, if you want the one, snow between London and <laughs> Yeah. It's like berry. You know what I mean? Where yeah. it's like there's not much to do no. and it's just and, shitty weather. And the thing is, is like it'll storm constantly. There will be snow, but it's it's not fun snow. You get like the one day of fun. We did plan the snow on during the snowstorm. We made a snowman. Oh, did you? We did. Good. Oscar was the cutest. He did his little hop. He was like hopping around in the snow all happy. <laughs> good, good. So very happy that at least we've had one good, you know, drenching of snow. Yeah. And that's that's it. Like, but from now until January and probably February, and then also a little bit of March and April, it's just going to be shit. Yeah. That's like the worst time. That's what happens. So, you know, enough of your, you know, weekly weather report from us, because <laughs> apparently that's what we do. <laughs> Let's talk about the weather. Oh, people probably hate it. I don't care. I'm going to do it every week, and I know it. <laughs> There's no self-control here. <laughs> well, I was talking to... um. Oh, yeah, it was one of, like, the vendors I was talking to for, okay. like, our wedding, yeah. which I mentioned in one of our previous episodes that Luke and I are getting married in Scotland. And because I lived in Edinburgh, like, I generally know, like, what the temperatures yeah. are like in the winter. And um, the woman that was on the video call with me, she was, like, in, like, a, like, a turtleneck sweater and then had, like, a puffer jacket winter coat on and then, like, a, a toque on, a hat. And and she was inside, but I, I'm wondering, because she said it was freezing in the office. And I think maybe it's, like... They don't have heat? Maybe there was some... Yeah, like, maybe it was an area of... I don't know where she was. Like, she could have been an area where it just, like, it was wasn't heat or it's like an indoor outdoor office or yeah. like i have no idea because like she's also a florist so okay. it could be you know what i mean like it could be some sort of it was it was a flat like a floor it was a florist like um to hire flowers for the wedding yeah but and it's freezing in her office well i don't know but the, the what the point is is that it's not usually that <laughs> like when i lived there it okay. never got below zero Right. But she was saying, so she was telling me, she's like, yeah, like it's negative four today, which is really cold for them. And she said the day before it was negative 11. Okay. I was just saying like for her office, if like all of her beautiful flowers are in there, just like, I'm freezing, turn on the heat. I would imagine, but I don't know. I don't know her situation. (laughs) She was just freezing and she had like layers and layers and layers on. And I had said to her up until last week, basically, um, we were having a very mild December. Yeah. Like, I was going out for walks on days where it was, like, seven degrees. Yeah. Um, and I said to her, I was like, maybe, like, maybe we swapped or something. Because negative yeah. 11 in, like, around Edinburgh is fucking freezing. Yeah. It never got that cold when I was wow. there. Wow, yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, there's, like, a thin layer of, like, frosty kind of, like, thin snow over covering there's over everything. There's this white stuff everywhere we've yeah. never seen before. <laughs> and she's like, it'll snow sometimes, but it doesn't usually stay. Like, it doesn't yeah. last more than a few hours. And I was like, yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I lived there, I know. But, but she was like, yeah, it's been here for, like, quite a few days. And it and huh. just even it being below zero for that long i was like that's bizarre that's but shocking, we were also yeah. having a bizarre winter so yeah we yeah, swapped we definitely are places yeah i yeah that's weird it's cold now though it's cold it's fucking cold now <laughs> it's so. very cold all right yeah. well speaking of canada this case took place in canada okay. that i'm talking about today okay um but uh vancouver area so okay. they don't get nearly as much snow as we do no um no. It's usually much more mild there. No. So if you're and they do this thing where they shut down the whole world of like, yeah, yeah, if it snows even a little bit, right? Bit of... Rains a lot there, but snow yeah. not as much. Okay. So okay, so we're talking about Lindsay Buziak today. Okay. So she's from Saanich, BC, which okay. is um apparently like a small suburb outside of Victoria. Okay. It's the way they described it, like a small community. Okay. Um, 
And so Lindsay was 24 years old. And this takes place in 2008, by the way. Um, okay. She, she was 24 years old. She was a realtor. Um, and she, like, being 24, I mean, like, it didn't say how long she was a realtor for, but it sounds like she was, like, relatively new, but, like, had already gotten her footing. Yeah. Um, because she was one of the best realtors in the area. Okay. Very ambitious. Oh, awesome. Um, she was known for her big heart and vivacious personality. She oh. was... Like, just the kind of person it sounds like, like, made you feel happy and at ease when you were around her. She was, like, very, yeah, sociable. Um, and a lot of people said she was, like, really focused on her career. Like, she was constantly there for her clients. Yeah. Um, always answering emails and phone calls. She made her career goals, like, her number one priority, basically, because she was, like, I'm young and, like, yeah. I'm determined to, like forge a path right. for myself in this industry right um one of her friends was quoted saying she was a boss babe before that was even a thing oh i like, love that yeah like she was just like cool yeah. she was good at it, her job it actually like, does sound like she in fact was a boss babe yeah it sounds like she was a she was boss ass bitch for ass. sure yeah um she had recently moved in with her boyfriend jason zalo okay um they had apparently been on and off for a few years but we're okay. now like going strong for a while and um it sounds like she didn't really like as focused as she was on her career it sounds like she didn't like sacrifice her love life or her social life for her career like it sounds like she was very good at balancing both okay and managing work life balance yes. yeah managing all of it kind okay. of thing okay um and her sister sarah who was interviewed in the documentary episode that i watched said that like she liked jason and like he seemed like a good guy jason was not in this documentary portion so okay i don't know why i don't know if he declined or if they didn't ask him but um he was not speaking for himself so her um sister sarah said like yeah i liked him he was a good guy <clears throat> in january 2008 Lindsay is contacted by a couple who wants to see one of her real estate company's most expensive listings so okay. it was like a million dollar home Lindsay was really excited, um, and she knew that if she could manage to sell it, it would be, like, a big milestone in her career. Oh, of course. And it would, like, probably open a lot of doors for her. Absolutely. Her um, best friend, Maria, said that Lindsay really wanted to get into, like, selling high-end luxury homes. Like, mm -hmm. that was her ultimate goal. So this would kind of be, like, the, stepping the stone first to step that. to, yeah. like, breaking Absolutely. into that market and, pr like, proving that she could handle big listings like that. Yeah. Um, her sister, Sarah, also said that part of this goal came from her wanting to be able to like take care of her parents as they got older so it wasn't just like a out of greed or some yeah. sort of like pursuit like of an power or yeah. like money or material things it was it was it was partly it was really like good intention yeah it was partly like to just wanting to be good in her career and of course like and take money care of is a benefit ones. of that but I she really wanted to like take care of like her loved ones and the people around her absolutely and okay. succeeding in her career was her way of achieving that yeah so it just like goes to show what kind of a person she really was as far as like it's like it's career not like oh, i just want to like like selling sunset i just want to like sell those million dollar homes so i can like wear my louboutins you know exactly. like yeah it's like she she probably had her own like I want to do that desires that go <laughs> but I along with take that, care but of I also yeah I also want to take care of my people yeah so that's just yeah, yeah shows that she had a big heart okay so the weird thing about this particular phone call is that Lindsay wasn't the listing agent on the house they were asking about okay so which is weird I guess because like. Yeah, like, my brother's a real estate agent, so typically, like, if you wanted to go and look at a house and there was a listing agent, you would call that agent. Yeah. Because that's the agent representing the house. But they called her, um, and the woman who called Lindsay, called she called Lindsay on her cell phone, first of all, didn't call her, like, at the office. Um, they said that they knew one of Lindsay's other clients, and therefore, like, their client had referred them to Lindsay and said that okay. she was good. So I guess that sort of explains why they called her, but still, it's not, like... Yeah. It's just, it's not typical of what you would do. Yeah. Um, the Especially, like, yeah, especially to see it as, like, a listing agent. If they were calling Lindsay to be like, can you represent us as, like, buyers? That's yeah. different. But because it was, like, under Lindsay's, like, real estate company and it already had an agent. Okay. I don't know. Interesting, but yeah. They, I think because they specifically requested her, then her company would allow that. Okay. Um, And the woman insisted that they only wanted to see this house. Okay. 
they weren't interested in, like, any other houses. They were adamant about this. They apparently had, like, specific things that they wanted and, like, specific number of bedrooms. And, like, they were like, we just want to see this house. Hmm. So Lindsay's father, Jeff, who was also interviewed, said that he remembers her being a bit nervous about the showing. Okay. She said that the woman had a really thick Spanish accent, like what sounded like Spanish to her, but also it 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 didn't sound very blatantly Spanish. It sounded like thick and like almost like there was something about it that put Lindsay off. Like it just, she, she said that it almost sounded like someone was putting it on. Like a fake accent. Okay. Yes. But again, okay. I don't think she wanted to like jump that. to that conclusion, but, um, right. But yeah, she had like said something to her dad where she was like, I don't know, just something feels a bit weird. Okay. With all of these sort of things in succession. Yeah. She's calling me, she called me on my cell phone, calling me and not the listing agent. Yeah. Has this like, like taken back doors. Has almost. this like vibe where she's like, someone's made, like putting something on. They specifically only want to see this house. Like just, she for some reason got a weird vibe. So before the showing, yeah. um, Lindsay called the client that this woman had said had referred her to Lindsay, but she didn't get a response for the client. So she decided to move forward with the showing anyways. Okay. But she asks her boyfriend, Jason, to come with her because she just it feels a bit uneasy about yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Which is a really good move. Yeah. Um. So Jason was a former semi-pro hockey player. Okay. But he, at this point in time, is now a mortgage broker. Okay. And he did the financing on most of Lindsay's deals. Okay. So it's actually like a, like a pair anyways. Yeah, then. it's actually like a pretty good excuse, I guess. Like, typically you wouldn't bring your mortgage broker to the showing, but it's like also not that weird i guess if you sort of are not like i'm bringing my boyfriend it's like i'm bringing my mortgage broker who does financing on my deals yes so then you can chat with him yeah yeah about like if you like the house and you want to put then i can refer you to him right away and then he can help you with financing so it kind of like gives her a good excuse in my opinion as to like at least he's not just like completely unrelated and like she has to just standing there yeah Yeah. she has to admit that she's bringing her boyfriend right so just like would be maybe unprofessional unprofessional exactly so i think she's sort of like it's fine this is you you work with me on deals anyways so like it totally makes sense for me to bring you and i would like you to come along with me because i'm just i don't know why i'm just uneasy yeah smart so saturday february 2nd 2008 Lindsay and jason have a late lunch together before the showing they pay the bill at 4 24 p.m and then head to the showing but in separate cars the plan was to meet at the house at 5 30 which is when the showing was scheduled okay um but because there's like about an hour in between there and i don't like i don't think it was super far jason stops at an auto shop on the way there to say hi to a friend okay and apparently like they end up talking for a while it's unclear why it's just kind of says that he like lost track of time um okay when Lindsay's father is interviewed he obviously has some biases a bit because he's like well jason was caught up having a beer with a friend or whatever like kind of thing there's no there was nothing in the show indicating that he yeah. stopped and like had a beer with someone it's more that like he stopped by to see his friend and then like just lost track of time yeah, or like time didn't, passed. didn't show up at the house at the time he was supposed to. Okay. So Jason's not at the house at 5:30 when Lindsay gets there. She gets a text from Jason at 5:29 saying I'm on my way. Okay. She replies, "Okay, see you in a bit. Got to go." Because the couple is there at that point. Okay. So Lindsay uses the lockbox to get the keys. Um the couple arrives and they're meeting her at the door and several witnesses saw the three of them standing outside the house together. Okay. So several witnesses saw Lindsay, confirmed that, and saw a couple, a man and a woman, standing out front with her. Okay. 5.38 p.m., Lindsay gets another text from Jason saying, I'm a few minutes away. Okay. But Lindsay doesn't respond to this. He just assumes she's in the middle of her showing. Yeah. Jason arrives at the house at 5.45 p.m. Okay. He has a friend with him in the car. When he arrives at the house. Is this the same friend he met up with? I'm assuming so because there's video footage of him leaving the auto shop okay. with his friend. So this friend left with him from the auto shop. Okay. Whether it's the one that like he went there specifically to me or he had multiple friends there. I don't know. Okay. Um, but either yeah, way, friend. He left him. the auto shop with a friend who was with him in the car. Jason, when they pull up, Jason notices the front door of the house open he sees like either a person or a couple of people kind of like pop out and then go back inside and then close the door behind them. Okay. Um, 
so he's like, yeah, he assumes that maybe they're still in the middle of showing the house. Um, and this house, by the way, is like, it's a massive, like, million-dollar home. Yeah. It's on a cul-de-sac with only, like, four houses. Okay. So it's one of those, like, little courts where it's, like, the houses yeah. are so big, you can only fit four of them on yeah, there, I guess. Yeah, you only fit, like, one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't um, it be nice? <laughs> yeah. So he, so he kind of, like, pulls up. And he parks and he waits. Okay. Because he thinks that she's still in the middle of the showing. He waits for about 10 minutes. And then he moves his car to another street close by. I'm assuming if they were on, like, a cul-de-sac, maybe he just moved it to, like, like around the corner. Like, you pull out from the cul-de-sac and yeah. it's, like, you turn and right there. I'm assuming. It just says another street close by. And then he waits another 5 to 10 minutes or so. Um yeah, unclear as to why he does this, but we can discuss that later. Okay. Lindsay right. still hasn't responded or made contact okay. by 6 p.m. So th- that's why it's like he arrived at 5.45, waited like... 15 minutes 15 minutes between like being parked in front of the house and then on this other street, about 15 or so, or so minutes. Um, so they drive back up to the house and Jason goes up to the front door. The front door is locked. Okay. But through the glass in the door... He can see Lindsay's shoes lying at the foot of the stairs. And not like she slipped off her heels and, like, placed them neatly to the side. Like, they're, like, flung about kind of thing at the foot of the stairs. Messily, yeah. Yeah. So so that's immediately alarming to him. um, And he calls 911 right away. So the the call came into dispatchers at 6.05 p.m. Okay. Jason and his friend go around to the back of the house and they can see that the back patio doors are slid open. Okay. So they hop the fence. They like want like give each other a boost and help each other over. Okay. Um and run inside. They search the house and once they reach the master bedroom upstairs, they discover Lindsay's body having been stabbed oh, over no. 40 times. Oh my god. And her throat slit almost to the point of decapitation holy shit yeah like extremely brutal that's that's overkill like that is just brutal wow yeah wow so the murder absolutely rocked victoria bc and their small community of sandwich um and it really, like, it didn't make sense to anybody mm-hmm. at all. I mean, the woman I described to you who is, like, kind, has, like, loads Everybody of friends, loves wants to her. take care of her parents, like, is really good at her job, probably has, like, a lot well, of, who like... Who would want to kill this person? Friends at work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a, like her, her best friend, Maria, says that Lindsay made friends with every single person she met. She claims <sighs> Lindsay had absolutely no enemies. She doesn't sound like the type of person that would. No. 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 Um, no one in her circle of friends or family could think of, like, why someone would, would want to target her like this. Yeah. And especially why someone would, would murder her so brutally. Yeah. Um, police naturally focused their investigation on the mysterious man and woman that Lindsay was showing the house to, because mm-hmm. that seems the most suspicious at this point witnesses that saw them describe the couple as caucasian well-dressed about 10 years older than Lindsay, so it sounds like maybe like mid-30s okay the man was about six feet tall with dark hair the woman had short blonde hair and was wearing a dress with um like a distinct pattern on it it was like a red white and black swirl pattern okay okay on it it almost sounds to me like they had a picture in the documentary of like an example of it, it almost sounds to me like those like swirly 70s patterns that kind of came back in the 2000s you yes. know what i mean with like bright colors yep. like pink and red and stuff yeah um and it was distinctive enough that like multiple witnesses remembered what she was wearing specifically yeah um not as much the man so he must be he must have been dressed more like casually but yeah um but her dress was distinctive enough that multiple people mentioned it and mentioned the colors and the pattern okay Other than these witness accounts, there wasn't really much else to go on. No one, including Jason and his friend, even saw the couple leave the house because it it seems to be that they left the house through the back. Um, Yeah, because... And, like, I'm assuming hopped the fence? Because otherwise, where else would you go? Yeah, and so did Jason... Maybe you're getting to this. Did he, like, 
get a look of the people that he saw through the door initially? No. Or it was just, like, shadowy figures, basically. He didn't speak specifically, but it sounds like, no. It sounds like just I saw a person kind of, like, open the door, but then, like, close it again. Okay. Um, So, no. Uh, At least, to my knowledge, he didn't give a description. Okay. There wasn't enough DNA evidence from the crime scene to be able to identify, like, these additional people. It appeared that the crime scene had been meticulously cleaned. Okay. Which, again, is suspicious. It's suspicious and also odd given the timing. Mm-hmm. Given the fact that, like, This is all happening this... within half an hour. Yeah. I mean, that's so fast. Within, so it, it... From 5.30, because she sent and received a message at 5.29. Yeah. So from 5.30 to 6.05... They were able to do this and also meticulously clean. I know. I thought that that's too. I was insane. like, that's really fast. Like, I've I've never murdered someone. No. But I imagine that alone to take a long time. Yeah. Let alone the cleaning process. I clean all the time and I know that that takes a fucking long time. That's weird. I know. Okay. Okay. Go on. So all police had was huh. the phone number that Lindsay had written down in her notebook. Right. Of like the client that she's meeting. Okay. Yeah. So Did police- she have names at all? She didn't. So apparently, okay. uh, I don't know if this is like, I don't know. Anyway, the, apparently she wrote down their names or their identification in her notebook as the Mexicans. Okay. Because I'm wondering if maybe like this woman called, she had like a thick, maybe Spanish yeah. accent and they chatted and then got off the phone. And I've done this so many times before where she might've been like, I forgot to even ask her name. Yeah. Like she called me and kind of caught me off guard. And okay. typically when someone calls you, they're like, hi, hi this so-and-so. is Haley calling from, you know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I usually do. So she obviously didn't do that. Yeah. Um, and so maybe she got off the phone and Lindsay's like, oh shit, she never said her name. Yeah. So so there wasn't even a name. It was just a Fuck, phone number okay. and okay. the Mexicans. But again, we know that she suspected that they might have been putting on the, an accent. Yeah. I don't know. Probably would have given fake names anyways. Of like, course, like, um, we know that, like, whether you're from Mexico or South America or you're Spanish in any way, um, like, your skin, con- your skin tone can vary greatly, but they were described as Caucasian okay. by multiple witnesses. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not Spanish or Hispanic oh, yeah. in any way. It's just... A blonde woman, blonde white woman, and like a white man. It yeah. was the description. So we know tons of blonde Hispanic women. Absolutely. Like, I mean, oh, absolutely yeah. for sure. But yeah. th- this is the only information that I, that the police have. Okay. Okay. So they traced the number to a prepaid cell phone purchased at a convenience store in Vancouver. Okay, not sketchy at all. By someone using a fake name and a fake address. Okay. Yep. So very not suspicious in the least bit. Yeah, I, I I realize I made a mistake when I we started this episode and I said it took place in Vancouver. It didn't. It took place in Victoria, but I knew Vancouver was involved somewhere. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't even catch that. It's all you know what. Sorry, I went, guys. As soon as I read Vancouver, and I was like, it's all. Well, yeah. You know what? V and V. It's all the same <laughs> to me. What's <laughs> the difference? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> so the phone was purchased three to six weeks before the murder. Okay. They couldn't obviously narrow that down That's, anymore, I yeah. guess. But it wasn't activated until right before the woman called Lindsay from it. Okay. This is okay. This is all weird, right? right? The okay. day before Lindsay was murdered, the police were able to track the phone traveling from Vancouver to Saanich on the ferry. The phone was, hmm. you that like, it was used um, to call Lindsay, obviously. I, it doesn't say how many days before. Then it traveled on the ferry, and then the phone has never been used or activated since. Okay. Yeah. So fucking weird. What so, the hell? Yeah, I know, I know. Doesn't this just seem crazy? It, I, I, I need to know more details. I just, it just seems so, like, almost overly thought out to every single detail that, like... It's, it's, it's making, very much planned. It's making me already think of, like, who, why, though? I need to know, I need to get, just jump to the why. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have that for you. Um, rumors circulate that Jason was maybe a part of this. So, okay. The, okay. It sounds like Lindsay's father feels strongly that Jason knows something and he's not, like, he knows more than he's saying, basically. Sure. Okay. We Okay. Yeah. Lindsay's family felt that Jason's behavior after the murder was a bit odd. And okay. I know we've talked many times about, like, it's judging so behavior to, and stuff. Yeah. So you have to take everything 
in stride. With a grain of salt, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is a video of Jason doing a reenactment to the police of him discovering the body. This was taken three days after the murder. So, and they show parts of this in the documentary episode of, what I, I don't think I said, but Discovery Plus is um, still, a still a mystery. Yeah. yeah. Jason, which again we'll link in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. Jason describes himself like in the video. He describes himself running into the house through the patio door, calling Lindsay's name out multiple times, and then darting straight up the stairs to the second floor. Okay. Her, Her family and others feel that his extremely calm demeanor in this video is the cause for suspicion. They, okay. They, I think they just feel like. If this was three days after your girlfriend had been murdered and you're having to relive it by describing it to the police and you're back in the physical place where it happened. You should be more distraught, quote unquote. They thought it was weird that he wasn't, yeah, more emotional about it. I always take, like, issue with this sometimes because I know that people grieve in different ways and some people completely hold things together and like that's the way that they're coping with it and they like yeah let it out behind closed doors other people are very publicly emotional and all this so i don't know if this is the like that's the nail in the coffin for me that like he definitely had something to do with this yeah i need more information than behavior because i'm the same way where like i i I, whenever i hear of stuff like that especially with like a partner mm -hmm. a male partner that's like very calm about it God forbid if anything happens to me, Drew right away is going to be labeled a suspect because he will remain calm throughout it. That's just how he deals with things. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know a lot of people that would just probably also be overly calm because that's just how they deal with situations. So it's hard to... And statistically, like, it is like the boyfriend or the husband or whatever, right? Like, we know that. That's not not a joke. That's like a a statistic. But so, of course, it's natural to look at the the boyfriend and be like oh um and especially from her father right who's protective and is probably thinking like oh yeah and it's it's you you point fingers no matter what because you want the answers you want answers like of course yeah so jeff Lindsay's father says he has a gut feeling about it he felt the viciousness of the way that she was murdered feels personal okay which i don't disagree with him on that um an investigator that was interviewed in in the show agrees with this. He says that he has only ever seen murders like that in heated couple murders where it is deeply personal. And you know what? I, I gotta... There's a big part of me that does want to agree with that largely because it it's a statistic. That yeah. Like, usually when it's that level of overkill, it's usually between couples or like some kind of like crime of passion yeah yes just right so i I get that like i that's obviously it's it's something to be considered yeah her family is also suspicious as to why jason did not go inside the house right when he got there okay fair it would be understandable that he wouldn't want to like interrupt the showing but i think the fact that Lindsay asked him to be there with her because she was nervous about meeting this couple like, to me, that would override any sort of, like, politeness or etiquette about interrupting. Yeah. Like, you were asked to be there for a reason. Do the thing. Yeah. So, like, no matter what, I get it that he's like, okay, the plan was for me to be there with her when they got there, and now I'm late, so I would have to be interrupting, where if I was on time, I wouldn't be interrupting. I do get that. And, like, trust me, like, I'm, I am that person, too, where, like, I'm... If I were in his shoes, I would also be yeah. like, should I go in? Should I not go in? Should I go in? Should I not go in? Is she going to be mad if I go in because I'm interrupting now? Like, I, yeah. I, I, I do get I it. I get it. But, but. Um, but, like, it. at the same time, your girlfriend said that she felt unsafe, you know? Yeah. Like, she felt worried and anxious about this. So. Yeah. And I think driving up and seeing the door open and then seeing it be, like, quickly shut by somebody that's probably when i would have gone in and been like oh actually i'm supposed to be here for this meeting apologies yeah for being hi late. apologies i'm being late i'm i'm yeah. the mortgage broker that works with Lindsay. i just wanted to stop in if you're finishing up the viewing to introduce yeah. myself like there are obviously ways that, it that he could have done that yeah and we can't go back in time but yeah like so I, it, so to me it's like it's half weird it's half not weird i don't know it's hard for me to say yeah um and then her dad is also wondering like why would he drive why would he drive there, park, and then, like, wait, and then, like, park on another street? That also feels weird, okay, I guess. Yeah. I to mean, them, it, does. it feels weird. Like, it, I wait, I, it's one of those things where when you, like, rail off the, like, series of events, it's mm-hmm. going to sound weird no matter what, but it's, like, one of those mm-hmm. things where maybe situationally, like, in the moment, it's not weird. I don't know. 
Yeah. It's hard. I, like Because I, again, I still found justification for that in my head because I'm like, okay, if he had made the decision not to go inside until the showing was done, then he might have thought to himself, oh shit, well, they're going to walk outside. I'm parked in the driveway with my buddy and like maybe that will look unprofessional. They'll be like, why is there some dude here? Like, you know what I yeah. mean? So, so maybe he's like, okay, I'll just go park on the street because... Like, I'll wait, and then I'll wait for her to come out, and then... Yeah. Because I'm already late, like, maybe he had accepted that he wasn't going to be part of the showing, that he yeah. was, like, well, just, I'll just wait until she's done, and then talk to Lindsay after they've left. And just, like, make... So sure, I'll yeah. leave, so it, it doesn't look weird for me just yeah. sitting in the driveway. Or maybe I he's don't know. like, oh, like, I don't want Lindsay to see I brought a friend. Like, any any number of... Exactly, exactly. Okay. So, yeah. I, I don't know. To me, I'm like, this. there's still parts of this that don't say definitively that I'm like, yes, this dude is acting fucked up. Um, yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not convinced yet, yet either. <laughs> yeah. In an interview with Dateline, Jeff Buziak said that Lindsay had been thinking about breaking up with Jason before her murder and had tearfully confessed to him that she had made a mistake. Okay. During a visit home to see him about six weeks before her death. Okay. Um, made a mistake about, like, being with him? Or just... That's... That's just what it The extent of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. I didn't okay. actually see the episode of Dateline. I found this in an article on oh, okay. Oxygen. Um, but that's that's what was quoted. That okay. she, like, quote, made a mistake. And it didn't really elaborate on that. Um, Jason Zalo maintains that he had nothing to do with Lindsay's murder and, murder and says that he loved her and he thinks about her every day. Jason was questioned by police. He has a solid alibi for, like, the time of the murder because there is, like I said, video footage of him leaving the auto shop with a friend at exactly the same time witnesses saw Lindsay standing outside with the clients. Yeah. And because of this tight timeline we talked about, police believe she died just minutes after walking into the house. Well, I mean... Because, like we said, that's the only way it could have happened and they would have been able to clean up the crime scene. So Jason hadn't arrived at the house until 15 minutes later. So he would have physically been in the car driving when she was murdered. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so regardless, he would have been there. So regardless, he didn't. Too late. He didn't commit the act. Yes. Her family's just wondering if he had something to do with it. The like, setup, the of planning the act, of possibly. it. Okay. Jason also takes a polygraph test and he passes. Okay. While Which, insisting yeah. that he would never do anything to hurt Lindsay. Okay. We we do know. We do like, know people to, can pass polygraph yes, tests. We've but seen I, it happen. But I will also say that like we know that like they're based on what is it heart rate. Heart rate and something and else. And, like, sweat or something like that or whatever. But Some like, kind of biological response along with your answers and how you answer them. Yeah. My understanding is that you can pass a polygraph test if you remain calm enough to, like, not arouse any sort of, like you said, biological response. Yeah. So a lot of people argue that, like, psychopaths have, like... Oh, can you hear that? I can. It's it is been, so it's been like two loud. Minutes straight, honestly. I thought it was going to stop, and it didn't no, stop. I'm sorry, guys, if you could hear That's my stomach. That's why I've stomach. been like looking at you, being like, okay. Like, Gosh. Yeah. To be fair, I'm, mine is also going. I think I'm just hungry. <laughs> I am definitely hungry, but I just didn't think it was like like. I it's like like I'm about to wither away and die. No, like, I think you would think that do. my <laughs> stomach is like the most dramatic. Like, it is. No, it is. <laughs> like, teenage girl or whatever, oh you know? Oh, my God. It's like, I'm going to I'm, just I'm gonna die. Faint. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, shut um, the hell up. You're ruining this. <laughs> so, so yes. yes, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the stats on that. It just, to me, the way that people have, like, described it in, in media, it sounds like, like a psychopath would have a pretty easy time passing a polygraph test because they and don't again, have that emotional response. And again, we've seen that happen countless yes. times with a whole slew of different diagnosed psychopaths who yeah. all pass their polygraphs. And so to me, if yeah. this was a crime of passion or some sort of, like, planned crime of passion, yeah. I don't know if... I don't, I don't know. It To me, it feels unlikely that he would be able to pass a polygraph test. I feel like he would be nervous if he had anything to do with this. I feel like he would slip up and make a negative comment about her. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I feel like there would be more more to tie him to it. And obviously yeah. the police felt that way too because like, um, Jason was publicly cleared as a, as a okay, suspect then, then about yeah. a year after Lindsay's murder. So... They didn't clear him right away. They took their time and did their due diligence to look into him. Good. And they cleared him as a suspect. So, obviously, there wasn't enough evidence to tie him to anything. Okay. They also looked into Lindsay's ex-boyfriend, Matt McDuff, who okay. she dated on and off from 2001 to 2006. Okay. Matt McDuff told Dateline that him and Lindsay hadn't spoken for months before her murder. Okay. 
and police, again, had no evidence to link him to the crime. Okay. Upon further digging, police discovered that on a trip out to Calgary in December 2007 to visit her father. The year prior. So this is, so that it happened in, on February 2nd, I believe, 2008. Oh, so just months So just prior. a few months before. Okay. Um, Lindsay went out to Calgary to visit her father and they found like through, um, like looking through her social media and stuff, that she had made contact on Facebook with someone who was later arrested in a major drug ring bust. Okay. Um, three months, so it's three months before the murder. Okay. The person she made contact with had been in possession of a very large amount of cocaine and potentially had connections to a cartel. Okay. So police are wondering... This seems a, like a bit of a wild theory to me, but police are wondering if there's any connection between the drug bust and Lindsay's murder. Because okay. I think because they have like literally nothing to go on. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, when you have nothing, you you grasp at straws. Yeah. yeah. So they theorize whether Lindsay may have been targeted by someone who might have presumed okay. that Lindsay was a part of this drug ring, or maybe even like had information about it just by association being associated with this person. Okay. Which, again, it's not, like, super far-fetched. It's just, it, it would be... It feels unlikely. It would be, like, absolutely wild if that's what happened. Where they and, were like, this guy got busted. Oh, well, you know what? Like, we have to go and kill everybody he's ever spoken to in his entire life. Like, I don't know. I don't... I'm not part of a cartel. I just... I am. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I know that it's like, yeah, they'll kill your whole yeah. family or something. But... Or, like, yeah. people that they know you talk to. But it just seems... It would seem so far-fetched to me that they're, like, every single person on his Facebook bumped into him. friend list we have to kill. Yeah. And that's... You know what I and mean? And then in that case, like, where are all of the other dead people? Because... Well, yeah. Why just her? Yeah. So, yeah. So, it, it's it, it's a theory. Okay. Um, okay. I guess. Even though she didn't have any connection to the drug ring at all. Like, they found no evidence okay. of that, of course. And, like, her friends were like, no, she had never done drugs. Like, like one of her friends was like... She, she said, Maria said that, like, most of their friends dabbled in recreational drugs here and there, but Lindsay was, like, the one who, like, never did. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So, it, it it seems weird. Like, they couldn't even really identify why she had made a connection with this guy on Facebook, but it also could just be that, like... Well, because her dad I lives there. Maybe sure, her dad lived in Calgary. She was in Calgary. Somehow, like, friend obviously. of a friend. There's so many people that add me on Facebook that are just like, oh, you were in my recommended friends. Like, people you may know. Yeah. Like, sidebar. And then I'm always right? like, but I don't know you, so maybe get out of here. I, I agree. Um, <laughs> police believe that the use of a burner phone being, like, standard pr procedure for, like, cartels and drug-related organizations, yeah. coupled with the violent nature of her death, means that Lindsay like being killed as a mistakenly like associated person mm -hmm. is plausible um her family does not believe this in the slightest like i said they just like can't see any connection no. of her with like a drug ring or a drug bust at all um concerning considering that the guy that was connected to the drug ring on facebook that Lindsay like connected with uh it says that Lindsay looked him up on Facebook and called him once, and okay. that's it. Did they did they by chance interview him at all to like see? What... I couldn't find anything okay. about that. All I right. mean, he it says he was arrested, so he might still be in jail. Okay, or he might have been in jail like around the like it, the time that that this all went that down. this was all going down. Just because I like I'm wondering if like okay, let's say let's let's entertain this theory for like two seconds and say that he for whatever reason believed Lindsay was like a leak or something mm -hmm. to his bust. Interviewing him might bring some of that to light. Yeah. Oh, of course. But, I completely agree. This guy should probably be spoken to, but, but there's just that he's not no been. other mention of him. Like if there's if if that's a theory that they're like entertaining, how are they not like, well, we've got this guy in holding, why don't we go make a deal and try and get something out of him? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Okay. So in February twenty ten, on the two year anniversary of Lindsay's death, her family partners with a real estate board to offer a hundred thousand dollar reward okay. for information on Lindsay's death. But it does not provide any leads, unfortunately. Wow. Okay. In 2012, Lindsay's dad raises the reward to $500,000. Wow. And he begs the murderers themselves to come forward. He also, I read in an article that he, like, proposed to them that if they came forward, he, like, that they could flee the country under a new identity. 
Um, Interesting. There was no details as far as like, was he offering them this chance, or well, was also, he just like, how do you, was he just trying to lure them? Like, like I, is he going on the news like, hey, shh, sh- sh- don't tell the authorities. But. Yeah, like come to <laughs> me like, and tell me. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. And then it's like, okay, but how do you get that word out without the police being like, yeah, sir, you can't do that. You can't give people new Yeah, no, 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 I know, I know. Um, So that was just something I read, and I was like, okay, interesting. Um, He also states, like, in the documentary that he will do anything he has to to see those people arrested for what they did. Yeah. Um, Lindsay's family operates a website to collect and communicate information about her her case. Okay. In August 2017, a post appeared on the website to her family's shock. It reads, I killed Lindsay and stupid cops will never prove it. Um, but her friends mostly, like her friend Maria said she thought it was just a hoax um, or like some sick person trying to stir yeah. up commotion. Ugh, the fucking worst kind of people. I know. And the, the police do look into it, but they soon announce that it is like, unfortunately, someone just like taunting the family with like, like no connection honestly, to the murder go to jail so and fuck right off i know like i know <laughs> don't do you should be able to be charged for shit like that like oh, that's 100 percent. i agree that should be on your permanent record as you being a little yeah. fucking shithead i i know okay a local real estate agent um created an app called protect okay for other realtors to use in situations where they feel unsafe oh wow okay so, cool yeah so you can have the app like open i guess when you're doing a showing and all you have to do is hit a button and it immediately alerts your friends and family that you're unsafe okay cool which is really cool actually it's a really good idea yeah um because i think she and I'm not sure if it's the realtor who created the app or if it's another realtor speaking on the show, but she was like, I think a lot of people don't think of our job as, like, high risk. Oh, it but, is, totally. But we do have to, like, make ourselves vulnerable to strangers and, like, meet them. In, like, in houses alone. Yeah, like, meet them alone. Yeah. Um, and it seems, and she didn't say this, but I'm thinking, especially for female oh, realtors, yep. Yep. Um, like, it's just might be a situation where someone thinks they can easily take advantage of you. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, so, I, yeah, I, think... I personally would be worried to show a house by myself with just, like, a solo male person. Yeah. Like, right? I would be nervous. It's, like, yeah. that's... Yeah. So, for any of you out there who um, are realtors or no realtors, there is an app for that. It's called Protect. And Maybe I think we'll it link should that be... In the show yeah, we well. should. Actually, yeah. I'll look for it and, and I'll link it. Because um, yeah. I think that's a really good idea. That's I a don't good think resource. It, it, it obviously doesn't hurt to have it. No. Um, Sandish police say that the investigation remains active to this day, and many believe that the answer lies within the small community of Sandwich. Um, on April 25th, 2022, so that's like oh, that's this year. Like yesterday. Um, yeah. Shirley Zalo, Jason Zalo's mother, okay. filed a claim to sue Lindsay's father, Jeff Buziak, for defaming defamation concerning her and her son based on information published on the website. Lindsay Buziak murder, which is owned and operated by Jeff Buziak. Okay. Apparently, certain posts on the website imply that Shirley Zalo helped plan and execute Lindsay's murder and even stabbed Lindsay herself. Okay. The claim alleges that Shirley Zalo has uh, suffered and continues to suffer loss and damage to her reputation, loss of income, and stress uh anxiety and other mental suffering okay yeah and like again like if that's all false like that's yeah that's yeah i know that's that the ruins thing, your right? life like, it really does there's no coming back like i really yeah like i don't know that's... i couldn't find the information and i'm assuming it's probably been taken down but um must be yeah i i just worry that it is like a desperate father like grasping at straws and that's that's and, the thing it like and like i i empathize with him wanting to find answers but, but you can't make this, them up if, if this is something true. that yeah if this is something that are like completely baseless claims then that is so damaging and to be putting out into the world if this is what you truly believe unfortunately the best thing to do is to harass the people in charge of your case and get them to look into yeah. that if yeah. you truly think okay we have to look into shirley Okay, get get the detectives to do so because making public claims won't get that no. I don't know, concluded any faster. All it's going to do is potentially create more victims involved in this case. Yeah. Because that's yeah. that's what someone would be if this if this if false claims were made about them in yeah. that regard. Um so in July 2022, so a few months after this claim was made, Jeff Buziak hired Vancouver organization Zonta Research Group to okay. investigate the mur- the murder privately. Okay. 
and the Zonta Research Group will also be supporting Jeff in the defamation lawsuit. Okay. That is the latest update on things. Um, Of course, if and when I hope there are more updates on the case, I will continue to to relay those here. Yeah. Um, But it's still it's still unsolved. Yeah. It's still unsolved. And aside from Lindsay's father believing that it was Jason and maybe his mother, there is like literally no leads. There's no leads. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That's rough. (laughs) I, I, I feel like it'll get solved though. I don't know why I have like an optimistic feeling about it. Like, especially with there being current updates in the sense of like, it's still like active to yeah, some degree, like I mean, it feels at least. I I hope so. Like I hope that it's still very active as far as like the police are still looking into this. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like they are, or they're at least trying. But it's just, I think it's hard when you have no leads. Yeah, it it's just stunts everything. Yeah. Fuck. Okay, but that's brutal. I apologize. I, f- I didn't. Um, I don't think any of the articles that I looked at had like a number or anything to call if you have information. Okay. Um, but I would imagine like Saanich Police would be where you should go, um, and that should be easy enough to find online. If mm-hmm. I, but I will look for something and we'll post it in the show notes. If okay. there is a number, I, I couldn't even find the website easily, um, and I'm wondering if maybe it's like been taken down because of the lawsuit. It, which I is possible because they probably do that. They probably like put a hold on it to investigate it to see if the claims are true, et cetera, et cetera, and all that. Yeah. So I, if I find anything or like a Facebook page or something, um, information, we will put it in the show notes. But again, Absolutely. regardless, if anyone does have information, it should be easy enough to find an outlet for that yeah. as far as um, Saanich Police or Victoria Police yeah. will have this case. So Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully we're hopefully able to. Hopefully her family gets answers. Yeah. And yeah, if you know anything, just come forward about it. Like yeah. help. Jeez. That's, yeah, that was wild. That was wild. Yeah. Wow. Okay. On that note, sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to howtonotgetkilled at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at howtonotgetkilled. And you can follow us on Twitter at h2ngk. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Keep it sleazy. Yep. Yep.